I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Hi folks, we're having a good day today, and let me be the first to welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now before we begin, I must note that I am not a doctor psychiatrist. If your son or daughter needs to be diagnosed with autism, please see a physician, at least based on my experiences. I also have a mission I'd like to reveal with all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the negative stigma off of autism and other conditions. People on the spectrum do not need to be fixed. Those with conditions do not have to be pitied. There's nothing to be sorry about. They also have some paid for the followings. Knight Allen Dean Kelly should be acknowledged for one thing for giving us shirts for our gala, but also for the incredible printing they do. Located in Ellisville and Spencer, Indiana, Knight Owl Promotions has been in business for 20 years. It is a family-owned business, and they have the best, hardest-working staff. If you need anything printed, you should visit Knight Owl Promotions. They will help you out. And Rockman ETAL is a research and evaluation firm that specializes in educational programs and product studies for some of the country's leading media creators, including PBS Kids and the Fred Rogers Company. They are committed to providing diverse viewpoints and insights and therefore seek to be inclusive of neurodiverse participants in their studies. If members of your family are interested in participating in paid playtesting or storytelling opportunities, sign up at bit.ly slash rea playtesting. And our last page for the following goes to GM or General Motors Charity for Kids. Not only does my father work there, but GM Charity for Kids has been supporting kids' activities in Lawrence County and the surrounding communities for many years. They are a 501c3 nonprofit organization that raises funds through the efforts of employees, friends, and supplies of the GM plant in Bedford, Indiana to support the kids' programs. Also, we must recognize yet again unlocking the spectrum and stone belt. However, this time, instead of telling you what they do, I like to show you what they do. Look at the first and second videos below to check out what they do. Now, I have some people I'd also like to thank. We did it, everyone. Autism Rocks and Rolls hosted the first ever ARAR Gala, or Autism Rocks and Rolls Corporation Gala. And it was a wonderful day and a day that could be considered hopeful. Thank you to everyone who helped out and attended. Autism Rocks and Rolls Corporation appreciates the support. Also, I did another networking event through Rising Tides Entrepreneurial Networking. It was a great event, and I hope that I will be allowed back with open arms. Thank you for letting me on. I had a great time. And since the last episode, I've been on two podcasts. I was on the Point of Focus podcast with Jeremy Pickett and the Blue Collar Enlightenment podcast with Jonna Trevor. These are amazing podcasts. Be sure to take a listen. Now, folks, we'll be right back. We're going to hear an ad from CPA Tax Service, and let's get to it. Stephen R. Miller, CPA in Bloomington, Indiana, will take the stress out of your tax preparation and filing. With over 35 years of experience, he is knowledgeable, friendly, and will help you reach your goals of minimizing your taxes without having to spend days reading through dry, technical, and difficult materials. Mr. Miller will prepare your forms and meet with you prior to filing to make sure that you know what to do and when to do it. Stephen Miller and assistant Angel Shearer will make sure your tax prep is easy. See them today at 205 North College Avenue in Bloomington, Indiana. Tax season is right now and not around the corner. Call Stephen Angel at 812-332-0557 or email at stmillercpa at gmail.com. Do it now and don't wait until the last minute to do your taxes. All right, folks, we're back. And yes, if you need help with your taxes, they'll help you out for 100% sure. Now today, man, this topic I want to talk about today and what we're going to talk about is near and dear to my heart because I've done this since I was a little boy and I still do it to this day. And I don't agree with this statement, I'll be honest. So if anything comes wrong out of my mouth, I apologize. But I'm going to be kind of honest because this episode today is about restricted interest 
which is probably one of the most common autism behaviors that is in the autism world and obsession because I don't understand what obsession is really. I've never been able to figure that out and why it exists. I don't understand sometimes why we're not able to be an American and speak about what we wish for an extended amount of time and have the end results be not good. It doesn't make any sense because I believe that we should be able to talk about what we want to because it's in the First Amendment, freedom of speech. At least I have that where I'm from. And I don't want to lose that. And I feel like with this obsession and this restricted interest of ours that sometimes can be looked at as bizarre and weird, it's taking that right. And no one should have their freedom of speech taken away from them. I don't care where you're from. It should not be taken from you. And also, I do this because I believe that I should have the right to talk about what I want. And I have more issues to worry about than not being able to talk about what I want. That's on the bottom of the food chain. So, honestly, I believe since there are more issues in the world and that they should be focusing on those issues and not be focusing on me talking about something for five hours. When I did some research, I looked up the definition of restricted interest, and that definition is over-the-top strong interest in a specific object or an item. But I do want to go back to the definition and look at something in that definition or a key part of it, which is over-the-top. What is over-the-top about being interested in something? I thought we were supposed to follow this phrase, practice makes perfect, and that's all we're doing. We're practicing for our future. We're practicing something we know. We're practicing for a skill we want to learn or a skill we're on the struggle bus with. So there's no point of using this obsession if we're practicing and we're trying to follow this phrase that you have dug into our heads, basically. And if you keep taking our passion away from us, we'll do it anyway because no one in America or no one around the world should have their passion ripped away from them because it is morally wrong and we are all human and we are all different and we all have special talents that can make the world one, and we should all bring that to the table. Or as Roman Reigns would say, we should bring it to the head of the table. And another part that bothers me about this is restricted. Why is it restricted? Is it because you think we're hiding in a bubble and that's all we're going to focus on is this one particular restriction? Well, eh, you're wrong because, my friend, it's not just that. It is something we know. It is something we want to study. There's something special about it to us, maybe not to you, but to us, there's something special about it. And you're taking something that is special to me? That's dumb. That's just irresponsible to do. You think it's restricted because we're not going to go anywhere with this? Try again because I've gone somewhere with my restricted interest. I've gone somewhere with this podcast as I focus on it 24-7, think about it 24-7. And you're calling it restricted interest because I haven't done anything with it? Seriously? What other proof do you need? What other proof do you need that I can go over the top? with this, and I quote, restricted interest, because it shouldn't be restricted interest, it should be unlimited interest, because it is unlimited, we can go anywhere where we want to go with it, we have the power to make something little, and make it to the point where we can go to the big top with it, we can be the big dogs in the fight, you think we're barking like a little chihuahua, no, we're barking like a great Pyrenee and a pit bull combined, now I do have another term, and it's called, what society calls, obsession, which is something that a person does when they are fixated on something. But my issue is, again, what is the obsession? Why are we being an obsession when I know sometimes society or people will obsess over something and maybe they're not showing it. Maybe they have the power to drop the bomb for a bit, but they still are thinking about it because they know eventually the bomb will explode. But that's not us. We're not going to drop the bomb. We're going to hold the bomb until it is solved, until we can defuse it because 
we don't want that bomb to explode and we know the results at the end or we think we do at least and it's is occasionally right and what we believe is what we believe we're going to stick to and hold this bomb in our hands until it either a goes off or b we can defuse it because we want to do the right thing we want to do what is right Maybe it's not smart to talk about something for five hours and, and maybe it is smart to drop the bomb so that you can move on and it can be temporarily compressed. But that's not us. We'd rather wait for the air to compress and make a full tire so that we can solve this problem and let it go. That way, we don't have to come back to it tomorrow. And I don't see a point why people come back to issues. That makes no sense. Why drop the bomb and wait when you can just defuse the bomb and just let this issue go and where no one will get hurt. I never understood that and I still don't to this day. But the main reason why I believe this could be considered a strain is that it's because of our lack of conversing skills. And see 1115 conversation operation for more information. But this is our defense mechanism. As this is the topic we only know and want to talk about. It is also a way of trying to be ourselves because we feel a sense of respect. In life it's hard for everyone to be themselves at points. But when we're sharing some knowledge about something we want to share and want to know and know itself, we feel a sense of respect. Our self-esteem is growing. A sense of our self-respect is growing. And when we have both of those growing, it makes us feel as if we're on the moon top and we're dancing on the moon. And we just feel that we have respect for ourselves. So because I know in there it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world, but we can forget about it when we are being fixated on our quote-unquote restricted interests because it gives us respect. I know we're supposed to give respect, but in a way, we need to get respect. And it may not be by treating you with respect, but it's by talking about restricted interests to give us respect and give us more power in the tube. And with the power in the tube, we feel a sense not only of that respect and that power, but also a sense of dignity almost because we feel as if it's our self-pride. We're being ourselves and we can finally feel free. We don't have to be a clothes anymore. We don't have to be wrapped up in the straitjacket, but we can finally get the key and lock it out of the straitjacket and boom, expand our chest and open it up and rip it like Hulk Hogan does because we can finally be ourselves we can finally share something we may not be able to share it on show and tell on stage but we can share it through a conversation that we only know and we can also possibly teach and the big issue that i see is a battle between society and aspies because no one is willing to bend and no one's willing to bend because they're not seeing each other's beliefs they they are so hard-headed about this that they're not willing to bend they're not willing to give in no one's willing to come to a compromise and sign a document that says, I'll do this, you'll do this. And it would be so much easier if we could and get along because I'm trying to sign that. I really am, but I know I'll slip. I'm a human. Society's being so stubborn that they're not going to sign at all. I sign it, but why can't society sign it? Because at the end of the day, it will just become two rhinos, buddy, and just going, and, you know, eventually when two rhinos butt, sometimes their horn gets tangled, and it's starting to, at least, because I know one day if we don't solve this issue or come up with a plan, I know that the horns will be tangled, and that's where this battle will be. It'll be tangled with bodies all over the floor, and yes, I have to sing this, so let the bodies hit the floor. But anyway, I don't want the bodies to hit the floor. I want the bodies to stand, because I know if this battle does not stop, and this war doesn't stop, it'll just turn into a tangled mess that you can't clean up. But these are the beliefs that society and Aspies are not willing to change. 
This is society's. This is wrong because there are no skills and it is unhealthy if they keep talking about their fixation for the next five hours. Then we will get tired of hearing what they have to say. It's time for them to rein it in and wrap up so the next person can talk about something that I care about and is relevant to me. We need to exclude these freaks and why do we not come up with a term for this issue? I know, let's call it an obsession. That is society's view, but an Aspie's view is this. I do not see a problem with this because I get to expand on my knowledge and talk to someone. This is something I deserve because it took courage to speak and say something. Secondly, I am tired of hiding in the corner. If no one will allow me a moment, then I am taking my moment because I am sick of my status being the guy who does not talk because of those who see me as a bizarro. I'm not going to wrap it up because as Phil Collins said, I've been waiting for this moment. For all my life, oh lord. And there's no need to bully me because my knowledge is relevant. If you just hear me and hear me for just one minute, there should not be an issue with someone hearing me out for one second. And all I'm doing is practicing for my future. And they are very different from each other, but each part has a truth to it in my eyes, which I'll get into more later, but we all gotta hop into the other. Society needs to hop in Aspies, and Aspies needs to hop into societies to just listen to each other and just have a civilized conversation about a plan where both sides can be happy and everyone can skip down the grass and just wear a tutu even and then possibly share more moments together than they're already sharing. I know they are sharing, but if they got along more with Aspies and society, they could share much more, and I mean much more, to the point where everyone can get along and that no one will have to be excluded or stereotyped and no one will have to be just the guy not being able to talk because society isn't bending. It has to be a two-way street. Also, it is not only at home where they will be practicing for their future skills, but it also occurs in public. But a place where people might see the behavior is at school. Each teacher has their own perspective on this certain behavior. Look at the third video below to hear ones, and his name is Mr. Madcap. If you watch this video, you'll hear about Mr. Madcap's perspective on this behavior. Also, I want to say this. As a man with autism, I do want to say that it is not, and I repeat, not our intention to drive anyone crazy. When we talk about restricted interests, it is the last thing that is on our mind. It really is. We sometimes don't like the fact that we talk about restricted interests. But understand that this is all we know, and it makes us happy. Because us talking about the interests makes us feel... We are at our personal happy place because we all have happy places. We all envision a happy place. Some may be a good book, a pool on the sun. Others may be in Alaska on a sled by a polar bear. I don't know. It's different for each person. But when we're talking about this restricted interest, it makes us feel as if we are at our happy place because we're not allowed to transport our brain and go, go to happy place, go to happy place, go to happy place, and be in our brain, and yet here we are in our happy place. We can't do that. That's not humanly possible. It may be one day. I wouldn't be surprised if it was, but it's not to this day. So the only way we know to go to the happy place and feel like we're at that happy place is to talk about it and 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 talk about it until we are ready to exit the door and leave our happy place and come back to the real world because... We all got to go somewhere on a vacation. I think some days I need more vacations than others. But if we can't go somewhere on a vacation, then talking about it and talking about our happy place 24-7 or until we're ready to leave for a week makes us feel as if we are on an imaginary vacation. I will say this, though. This is kind of cool because if someone understands why we do have 
these fixated interests, it can even prompt inclusion as we become not only more accepting of each other, but more humane to each other and not as animalistic to each other as we are occasionally to each other. But look at the fourth video below to see how we can promote inclusion through understanding our interests. And now because you have understand our interests and you get the basis, we got to take a quick commercial break and we're going to hear about a new ad called Place for Purpose. So let's get to it. This place does indeed have a purpose. The purpose they want to fulfill is to give children a chance in a foster care system. In this system, they believe that families do not have to be blood, do not have to require love in the family of these children. Marcy Cook and this nonprofit want to make a difference in the lives of people who need to be inspired. If you are seeking out a foster care experience, then this is the place to be. Located in Bloomington, Indiana, it will be an experience you will not regret. All right, and we're back. And yes, if you go here, you will definitely find that this place indeed does have a purpose. Now, I do want to go back to this battle, as I mentioned earlier, where society and Aspies don't get along real well when it comes to this view. Because society, as much as I hate to say it, is right. Because there are some negatives. If someone on spectrum is fixing on something, then there are some cons. Some of the cons to me are no one may want to be around us because, yes, I do know that we do come across as driving someone crazy. It's not intentional, but it's still an action, and we do drive you crazy at the end of the day. I do understand that. And you talking about it and talking about it and talking about it does come with a price, and that price is your social life because no one may want to be around you in that moment because that's all you know. That's all you want to talk about. And in a conversation, you can't stick to one topic. I wish that could be a rule, but I know in life it isn't. I know I have to adapt and basically learn to be the topic switcher and switch topics. And I'm still working on that to this day because I would love to talk about pro wrestling with someone for five hours. But I know that it's not realistic and I cannot do it. I know that it's going to drive someone crazy and... That's the least goal. I don't want to be the guy who offends people or the guy who wants to not be around people. I'm a people person. Now, some may not be. Some may not agree with me, but they may not be people person and just be on themselves. And talking about that may be fine. But to those who want to be people person, you need to learn how to switch topics. You need to learn when is the right time to stop talking about Dragon Ball Z and talk about something that is relevant to the next person or talk about something that you both have in common or a view that you have in common. And if you don't find that common interest, then you need to find it. Or otherwise, it's just going to be a conversation that is mushed up and tangled to where no one will get along and no one will be happy. It'll just become a bickering argument. So you just need to find each other in the middle. Like the game I found on Wii Party called Meet and Greet, where you have to go through these doors and pick the right door to find the person, and both are doing that to meet in the middle. And that's what you both need to do is find the right doors, know when to open and shut them, but the end result needs to be where you meet in the middle. Something else that can be an issue is they're not as knowledgeable as you are, because let me give you an example here. We have Casey, who is the most knowledgeable person about fish. He's savant about fish, fishing. He'd do that every day of his life if he could. But you have person B named Mike, who's a city boy. He never has gone fishing in his life, and he likes video games, and he loves Call of Duty. The autism person here only wants to talk about fishing, but he doesn't love Call of Duty, but he likes it. But he would rather talk about fishing. Honestly, you have to find each other and know that he may not be as knowledgeable as you are. He may have some or little knowledge, but he's not going to have the big knowledge like you do. And that can be an issue when the knowledge levels are not the same. It's hard to comprehend that because you have the fish expert and you have the fish liker or the non-no person who doesn't fish. 
And when you have that together, it sometimes makes an odd, awkward moment where you just go, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, cool. And it makes you the one word person. And believe me, I've had to deal with that when I've talked about pro wrestling to some people as they're act interested, but they're not. But to be honest with you, this is just me. I know it's not happened, but I'm just sharing my opinion. I think it'd be so much easier if people would just say, I don't want to talk about that. Because in all honesty, I know you say it in privacy when it's private, but I think people should say, I don't want to talk about it when they literally do not want to talk about fishing because they just don't want to. They'd rather talk to the next person who knows more about Call of Duty. And it'd be so much more easier if they just said, I don't want to talk about it. And they said it with respect because... No one would be bickering. No one would be fighting. No one would have to go, yeah, and pretend to be respectful and pretend to like something when they really don't. It would just be so much more easier if you could just get along and just civilly not want to talk about it and find a new topic. Just know that the next person is not as knowledgeable as you might be. But you could turn to a teaching moment, but then some may not want to learn, and you got to find a new topic, and finding that new topic is sometimes hard. So you have to know who the person is and... Figure out, if he an open person who wants to learn, or is he a closed person who would rather shut the door and be talking about something else? And he'll be nice, but pretend to care. You have to figure out, are they willing to do your way? Are they willing to go another way? And the more I'm sitting here, I'm actually thinking I deal with this right now. I have some friends who care about the podcast, but I have some who care more than others. And those others, yeah, am I mad that they don't sometimes? Yeah, but... I know they're saying, yeah, it's cool, out of respect. But to be honest, I'm not going to say names, and you know who you are, but I'd rather them say, I don't care. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not into this as much as you. I mean, find a way to say it respectfully, obviously, or not be bashful about it, where it's just not, I don't care. I hate this podcast. It's not that at all. I'd rather you say, you know, Sam, I'm glad you're doing this, and I really do respect your work, but I'd rather care about something else. I appreciate the podcast you're doing. I really do, but... I'm just not as interested as you are. You see, that was respectful, and everyone was fine. I'll stop sending it to you. So I know they're being nice out of respect, but I just wish sometimes that they could go the easier around just say that I'd rather be interested in something else because I'm not as knowledgeable in this area as you are, and I have other priorities in my life. And I understand that. I get life makes you busy sometimes, but there's no reason to fake it and not care. I know you're not as knowledgeable as me or not as knowledgeable as others. I'm not as knowledgeable about this as others, but I still have my beliefs and I believe that podcasting is still the best. There are some that do agree, but to those who don't, that's fine. You have your own life. I understand that. You're not going to hurt my feelings anymore. I know you probably won't be as knowledgeable in it, but you may be able to be knowledgeable of something else and who knows, teach me about it. Also, another cause, they're missing out on expanding your horizons. And this is a big one because society would say this, And I quote, they would say, there's a whole world out there. As much as I hate to admit this, they are right. There is a whole world out there. In life sometimes, there's not just podcasting. There's not just computer games. There's not just video games. No, there's an outside world. There's love out there. There's friendships out there. There's animals out there. There's playing in the creek out there. I mean, there's so much outdoors and indoor activities that you can do that don't involve your fixated interests. It may involve curriculum of your interest but it doesn't involve the exact interest to a point it may involve similar differences but it's still not maybe the best thing to be fixated on that interest all the time because you're missing out on expanding your horizons you're missing out on tasting new food you're missing out on everything else but one thing and that one thing can sometimes get boring so you gotta try out 
something new every once in a while. It won't hurt. You don't like it, you go back. If you do, you add something new to your list. So why not give it a shot? I agree with that. And while I may not like society sometimes, that is something I can agree with society with. Why not give it a shot? What is the worst that will happen if you do give it a shot? Because at the end of the day, you'll just go back or you'll grow. And if you go back, it's not bad going back to your 68 interest. It just means you're ready to try something else. But if you do like it, you'll grow. So all you're doing is prepping for an interest you may like or saving for another interest you might like. Another con that you may have to handle is dealing with others asking, and I quote, stupid questions. Now, no question is stupid, they say, right? Eh, not to us, because let me explain. I Here's my story for you on this. I have parents who like wrestling. They will watch Raw and SmackDown with me every once in a while, but they don't love it. So when I watch a pay-per-view with them, they always ask me, well, what's the main event? Who's wrestling this? Who's wrestling this? Is, there? Is he here? And I'm like, guys, shush. Let me watch my show. It doesn't go south. I love watching wrestling with them a lot of the time. So don't get me wrong. That's just one con. I can deal with that con because there are more pros to watching wrestling with your family. But that's still annoying because I know, and I just want to say, guys, look it up on your phone. There's answers everywhere else. I don't want to answer right now. I want to be the fan that I was meant to be and watch my show. So, yes, I want to share my knowledge, but I don't want to ask stupid questions. Ask relevant questions. If you're the fish guy from earlier, ask him, how much does this gill cost? Don't ask him, what's this fish? Because they'll tell you, Look it up. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to, you did learn. You're the student. I'm the teacher in a rare occasion, but still I'm teaching you. I'm telling you, go look it up. Then come back and I'll teach you more about it. So that's what I'm saying. I want you to learn some knowledge. I don't want to tell you the knowledge. I don't want to spoon feed you the knowledge. I want you to learn some knowledge about my interest. And doing that is a way because I know teachers say there's never a thing, stupid questions, but I don't agree. I still think you get the looks if you ask a teacher a dumb question. It's not to be rude, though. It's just I want to enjoy myself as well. So, yes, it is a con because if you are going to be fixated, you are going to deal with stupid questions. But let me ask you, are the stupid questions worth hearing? They are worth hearing. I might not answer them, but I will hear the questions out no matter how dumb it is. Another con that you may run into is it can be lonely because if you ever heard the phrase lonely at the top, it truly is lonely at the top because I'm at the top of my knowledge with wrestling Yet, I have no one to share it with because I know all of it. I know the studies. I know the moves. I know pretty much everything about it. I'm not joking. I'm not trying to brag. I just, I'm just telling you the truth. I really do. I have no one to share it with. I have no one to have that conversation with. Do I have someone now? Yes, and I'm glad I do, but I didn't once upon a time, and it was hard to find that person, but I finally did. It's wonderful, but you got to imagine me trying to find a person who I can just talk to, share this information with, share this knowledgeable and in my opinion amazing information and that stinks when you have no one to share it with because they won't care about it and you know that it'd be different if you didn't know it wouldn't hurt as bad in my opinion because you didn't know but if you know ooh, that's a punch in the heart because you just have to feel like you have to bottle it in and you don't want to bottle in information because if you bottle it too much the bottle will pop out and it will explode so my idea for this one is find someone find someone with that same ideas as you find your doppelganger find the man or woman who you can talk about it with because even though you may be lonely at the top eventually a podium will rise and you will definitely be able to have a friend to share with it will be not just you at the top but you and another person at the top also the final one is society's opinion and 
it is kind of true as well. And I'm sorry again, but I know this for a fact because I have dealt with people saying it. And I learned how bad it was. It's unhealthy. It is unhealthy to talk about something for five hours. It bores you out. You need a variety mix. And I know it's unhealthy because of this reason. I was, as I've said earlier, practicing for my future skills with professional wrestling. And that's all I want to talk about. The hard part was, and the unhealthy part was, that was all I knew. That was all I wanted to talk about. That's the only thing I could talk about. It became too bad to the point where I wouldn't shut up about it. I wouldn't stop talking about it. I wouldn't stop and stop and stop and stop. No matter how much they tried, I couldn't stop. And I had a backup and realized, oh, this is very unhealthy. I need to learn some new hobbies here. So yes, it is unhealthy. As much as I hate to say it, it is a very unhealthy habit. It can be breakable, though, I will say. But you got to know that it is unhealthy to talk about something for five hours because not only do you scare people, but you scare yourself. You are becoming very unhealthy. You're becoming a crazy man or woman who only knows about pro wrestling. You're just like, <laughs> pro wrestling? Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> You're becoming that person and you don't realize it. And that was the hard part. And I'm glad I did, but if I didn't, I probably would have been a maniac who only knew about pro wrestling and that's it. I wouldn't know about the basics in life. I wouldn't know two plus two if I didn't catch myself. However, I will say there are some pros in my opinion. Some of those pros to me are one, it is a perfect outlet. There are sometimes in life where you can't do because if you love rock and roll music like I do, you can let out the anger because you can't go to someone and punch them in the face. You can't do that. That's not realistic. You go to jail and it goes south. So to avoid the south route, I'm going the up route or the north route by listening to rock and roll music because I can finally feel it. I can go, yeah, ah, I can scream it out. I can finally release this anger that I've been holding. And I have this perfect outlet. Pro wrestling, it was a perfect outlet to just say to my mind, the person who didn't listen to me, show what you have for disrespecting you. I can hear that in my head and no one got hurt. So it is a perfect outlet. They can finally have a source for them. They can use their resources and you encourage us to use our resources. We have finally built a self-resource for us. Maybe not for you, but for me, for a coping mechanism and for my future. Because I can finally function in society and just say, ah, I have a source. I know where I can go. I know where I can take my breath. I know if I'm panicking or having anxiety or having this issue, I can listen to this. I can go to this. I can do this. I can feel better in the end too. And I think if you hear that from a parent and from the child, you know that everyone is happy and everyone's doing the right thing. Another that this being on a restricted interest and being what society calls obsessed is you start early. I did that. I was in a CEO class and I plan to upgrade this business. And I did, boy, I used a lot of sources. I went and checked it out. And all I did was just start early. I grew my business by starting early. And anyone can do that. If someone likes to swim, they can go to swimming practice and they can swim and swim and swim because all they want to do is swim. They can start early. They want to be a pro wrestler, get a ring and wrestle in that ring. They're starting early. That's all it does. They are starting early. I'm starting early right now. I'm 19. I have many years left to go. And all I'm doing with this podcast is really starting early. Anyone else can do the same. Whatever they love, they can start it at any moment. Life gives us privileges. And one privilege is you can start life at any moment. You can start it when you're two because you love trains next thing you know you're 25 and you're a train conductor but if you start early you know what to do you will finally feel like you have a full blueprinted plan 
and then you can throw that blueprint away because you know where you're going and I think in life it is easier to know where you're going and that's just coming from someone on the spectrum and that's coming from someone who doesn't like daily changes and see 106 daily change more information but if I know where I'm going each day then I know for a fact that I will feel safe because I have a routine and I have pitch perfect plan that cannot fail and when you have pitch perfect plans that cannot fail you as an individual just feel relieved and is a problem that you can eliminate something else that it does it gives us a path and a chance to build an unexpected legacy. Maybe before we didn't like this restricting interest, we didn't have a path. You thought that we would be confined in the bed and success for us was getting the mail. Although it is successful, I think you could still upgrade your success by doing something with this restricted interest. If that includes ice cream and learning about studying how to make it, they could become an ice cream maker or the omelet maker at Golden Corral if they love omelets. And believe me, I could kill for an omelet right now. I had one yesterday and... Then I'm thinking about it, I could go for one any day. But anyway, they could for sure love their restricted interest so much that it takes them down a path. They can build upon it. It's just building bricks each time they do it. They're building the small bricks. But when they have their legacy set in stone and they go to the big top and go to their actual job, they can finally build the bigger bricks and build the house even bigger. It's not made out of wood and straw anymore, and the wolf will not be able to blow it down after the bricks are built because now they have a foundation that they made themselves. And I think sometimes self-made foundations are the best foundations because no one asked you to build it. You wanted to build it. And now that we have this path and chance, oh my goodness, I think a parent feels wonderful, and I think you feel wonderful at the end of the day. So just because they are obsessing with Christmas lights or... They're obsessing with this video game. What do you think they're going to do next? What do you think they're going to be an adult? You think they're going to continue to play Halo? They may do that as an adult, but they're going to do more with Halo. They're going to now build Halo. They're going to build Halo games. They're going to create these amazing Halo games because of this autism, because of their love of video games. So all they're doing is not obsessing, but using their practice they once had as a child. Another one can happen is they have a self-proclaimed kingdom. Is I'm not saying where they go and they're like, I am the king, everybody. I am the king. Bow to me. I took the throne because I basically took over my father's kingdom. No, it's not that at all. You have to earn your rights. Then you get to be labeled a self-proclaimed kingdom. And what I mean is you have to do the work, obviously. You have to work, work, work. Until you know everything. I worked, worked, worked with pro wrestling and became a savant. And now I am a self-proclaimed king of wrestling. Not because I chose it, but because I wanted it. I self-proclaimed it, but I did the work. I did the studying. So if they're studying this, you know what they have? Correct. It's a self-proclaimed kingdom because they earned this kingdom of whatever they love because they chose to build it. They made it possible. It's not your kingdom. It's my kingdom. And we know we can't live in a world where there's kings and queens and all these monocular figures, but I know we can make a world where we have monocular figures, where I am a king and there is a queen of this because we studied it, we built it. We can't live in it, but we can build and feel like we're living it. Plus, it gives the individual more knowledge. They always say knowledge is power. Okay, if that phrase is true, why is society trying to take our power? Why are we trying to battle this power because am I just winning? Are you jealous because I have this knowledge? I'm not saying that anyone's jealous of anything. It could be, but I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it's a possibility. I think it gives us more knowledge. The more knowledge we have, the more power we have to our kingdom. 
And the more we just know and know and know, and we can study, we can help someone out, we can become the factor of this item or this show or whatever this interest is because we did the work. We have earned our knowledge. We have earned the right to become the big brain of whatever our interest is. The fine pro is it could teach an Aspie at life school. You've heard of my podcast say it is so simple yet so complicated. I have a new one for you. It is complicity can teach the simple because sometimes complicated skills are our simple skills, but we can learn the simple skills from the complicated skills if we follow it. Case in point, right now I'm doing podcasting, I'm doing an episode, and I've learned about math. I learned more about decimals because of the podcast, and I'm not a math person, so you can understand that if if you know me, and I say something, I learned something about math, that's a miracle. It is more to it. If you find the restricted interest and look in depth, you can learn it's shown us some knowledge because we may have teachers and they're great, but sometimes in life we need a self-taught teacher to where it's not involving school. It's just teaching for the heck of it. So I just want to say to the parents, look more in depth because they may not say anything or they may not be hearing you out right now, but I will tell you and I can promise you that they are learning, but it just may not be the regular old classroom way of learning. It's the out-of-the-box thinking variety way of learning. Now, parents, I do want to talk to you more because I do want you to understand that there are some solutions for your sanity in ways where you cannot cure but cope with the issue that I do and do not see. One solution you can do is give your child a time limit, and this one was used on me when I was younger, and I hated it, but I see why they do it. You have a time limit. You can only talk about something for a time limit. And when that happens, you're like, son or daughter, you can talk about your restricted interest for five minutes. And I know you did that for your sanity. And for me, it didn't work because I felt time pressure. I was like, uh, I need to get everything before. And then I forget in the end. But for some, it does work because they feel like they can score it. They can find the place to stop or their stopping point as if you were stopping at a project. So in all honesty, it would work for some. But if you give them that time limit, it may just realize that, oh, okay, I need to stop now and find my side point, not drive my parents crazy. So if we have this time limit, it's actually a tool for us. That way we know we can say everything we need to and we have the point where we're ready to move on. Another solution that might help is join the conversation and learn because all we want to do, as I mentioned before, is share the knowledge. And if we can share the knowledge with you, that is a gift that has fallen upon us and when we do we feel accomplished we feel a sense of pride so join us join the conversation and learn maybe talk about something for five hours one day wouldn't kill and i'm just saying for one day maybe not forever as i've said but for one day talking about something for five hours is not a big deal in my eyes so join them and learn learn something new about science learn something new about history learn something new about math just learn something new keep learning i'm a lifelong learner but join the conversation. Join everyone to make everybody happy if you can. The next solution I want to offer is walk away, but if you can. And when I say if you can, if you're in the car, don't walk away or hop away, at least if you're out the window. Don't hop out of the car to get away from us. No, that's just crazy and rude. But if we're in the house and it's an appropriate time, just walk away. We're not going to follow you. If we need to, we will, but Walk away. Just say, hey, I'm going to go somewhere else for a bit. I've heard enough. I can't hear about it anymore. I'm going to walk or walk away. So, but walk. Just take a walk. Calm down. Get rid of the knowledge if you need to. Erase the chalkboard if you have to or erase some of the chalkboard. Taking walks may help. Walking away from the situation. That's what I learned. Instead of fighting, I learned to walk away if I can. 
to avoid losing your sanity, just walk away. As they say, keep walking. Something else you can do is direct us to someone else because what we're doing is when we're talking about the same interest over and over and over as we're also holding the help wanted sign such as help help us i want someone to hear me out help help helps wanted here just hear me out please thank you have a nice day and if someone did that that's awesome but i know you can't be the one only hearing us out others need to hear us out too so direct us to someone who actually may care about what we're talking about and who could like me talk about it for 24 7 and it is hard to find it may be family member but just direct us to someone else. If you're tired of it, as humans would do, direct us. Help us out. Find us a new job, as they say. Find us a new sign so we can do it again. Just help us out. That's all we're asking is helping, helping, helping. Just finding someone and finding new people to hear about it is amazing. And maybe we can't find it, though, but helping us find the person who will take the bait is amazing. Second, I also want to give this solution. This is solution is big, and I'll talk more about it later but encourage the child to expand on their horizons. Expanding on your horizons, nothing goes south in my eyes. So why not try to convince them? Be like, hey, if you try this, you'll love it. It just tastes like it. Oh my goodness, you'll love it. Now, some are hard-headed, obviously, and won't do it, but some will. And if you try and keep encouraging, that's all you can do as a parent. Maybe, I guess when you're young, you can force them, but as an older, you can't. You should keep encouraging, encouraging. You shouldn't make us do something we don't want to do within reason. If it's small and you're going to make us eat a tomato, no, that's mean in my eyes. But give it a try. Asking that wouldn't kill. But encouraging, that's all you can do as a mother and a father. Keep trying. You can't give up. There's not a thing called bad encouragement. So keep trying and try to help on expand your horizons. Sneak in broccoli even if you want to. But just keep trying. I know that one day they'll see that, okay, I see why they did this, but... If they don't, they don't. It's no big deal. But encouraging is something you should do because I know that you'll get tired of it. And if they try something new, you can finally take a breath and not have to deal with the same thing every day. But if you do, you do. And there's not a problem with that. But if you don't, there's also not a problem with that. Both are on the same track. Something else you can do is you can understand our perspective because even though we may not seem like we do understand, we do. We really do understand that it does drive you insane and that as the site calls obsessed, can drive you nuts. But hear us out. All we're trying to do is practice for our future skills. That's the only way we know how to practice. Hear us out. Yes, I know, it drives you insane. But driving you insane one day may lead us to a future. May lead us to something big, something bigger than you ever imagined, you ever thought we could do. So please, understand. That view I read earlier with the Aspies, just understand that all we're trying to do is say something not high in the corner anymore. We're not being bizarros. We're being Robins because we're not going to wrap it up. We've been waiting for this moment, and we can't keep waiting. It's now our time, buddy. It is also our time because we have been in the corner way too long. It's, we're no longer being in timeout. We're now playing hide-and-seek, and I'll tell you this too. We may have been hidden, but I know eventually... Time will seek us out and we'll be seeking whether society wants us to be or not to be. But our perspective can be reached for others and society it is. So you want to keep battling us? Keep battling. But all we're going to do is keep poking you down with spears. The final way you can help out parents is get involved. As I said earlier, learn. But maybe not learn. Get involved. Here's an idea. If Timmy here loves WrestleMania and loves pro wrestling... He wants to make a WrestleMania sign for his favorite wrestler. Do the same. 
Get involved with the interests. Do more than just learn. Do it. Have fun with them. Be the student again. Just enjoy your child as it should be. Get involved. And I know I say get involved, get involved, get involved, get involved. Get involved with what they do. For example, if I had family get involved in my media all the time who could like co-host with me. I know they can't because they got jobs. But they could co-host with me all the time. That's getting involved. Find more ways to get involved. Don't just sit there. Take action. Now, I do want to talk more about understanding the parent's perspective because parents, although it may not seem like it on this episode, I am partially on your side. I really am because as an older man with autism, I see why it can make a person go nuts. I feel like I've been a parent with those situations. But I do want you to know that sometimes a child cannot because they are so fixated on this item that it is so amazing that nothing else matters to us right now. We are in the zone when this happens because we love this so much. It is our life almost that we feel like, I know we have a family, we have responsibilities that are life necessities, but we have life options. And life options sometimes can turn into a necessity. This is a life necessity to us. This is our way out of feeling irrelevant. And when we are feeling relevant in this moment and feeling in the relevant zone, that's the best thing we can ask for. And we are much more happier. There's a smile on our face when we're feeling relevant. And being fixated makes us feel relevant. Also, Aspies have restricted interest because it makes us calm in certain ways. The ways it makes us calm are we know what to expect. As we all know of this, my view and other views, sometimes the unexpected can be very nasty. And I could call it a lot of nasty words right now. But anyway, we know what to expect if... We are fixated on us because we know we're going to go to this every day, period. And when we go to it every day, we know, okay, it's part of us. It's part of our routine. It's part of our ritual in an odd way. We know that we're going to do this. And now that we know it, we can take a breath and calm down. And it's a problem to eliminate that something unexpectedly may happen. Also, believe it or not, it helps with variety because the next solution is the fixation teaches variety because... You may not think this, but the fixation has variety limits to it. Instead of if you got a guy boy here who loves calendars, instead of learning about money, so he's going to move on to Tuesday. Instead of playing his new favorite game at the arcade, he'll go play this one day because he loves the arcade. So it does have a variety in it. You want us to learn about variety? We're learning about it right now in the moment. You may not see it, but trust me, if you look at the bigger picture, you can see that we are learning variety. It's teaching us that word. And because of podcasting, because of my other certain interests or certain fixations, I've learned variety. And it was a slow process, but as they say, slow is better than never. Personally, the variety is the best way to go. And I'm just saying that to anyone else who's on the spectrum out there is variety is the best. It may not seem like it, but trust me, you're doing it right now. You just may not realize it. Also, the best part and the cool part and the next reason why I recall them is we're our own teacher. There are certain ways someone on a spectrum or other people may not learn. And in school, sometimes you have to do it. There's no way around it. And while teachers are great, sometimes they don't see that it's not going to work. Well, we know it ain't going to work. So when we're teaching ourselves this fixated interest, we don't have to go down that route. If he learns online better, or if this student learns online better, when he's learned about pro wrestling, he can take an online wrestling class. You never know. He's teaching himself, and that's really cool. When we have this restricted interest in learning about these new chapters, because in school it works out well because we're learning about the big concept, but we're dividing it up, we can do the same thing. We can learn about the big concept, but we're going to divide it up. And we may divide it into chapters, sections, 
it may be different though for you. We're teaching, but it's our special way and the only way we know how to teach. And if you truly think about it, we can turn into a classroom because the only student is us. We're not only the teacher, we're the student. We're the teacher. It's now our classroom. The final way it helps us calm down is it gives us a word. And that word is dun, 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 consistency. And I think everyone in life needs some consistency. Well, this is our way of gaining our consistency by doing it over and over and over and over again. Each day, we're going to put the child back in time out. So no matter how much times we do it, we'll keep going back, though, because we love coming back. We'll keep returning and returning. It may not be the best return ever, but each time, it'll become a special return for us. Now, folks, we'll be right back. We're going to hear about a new advertisement, a new place called the Bluebird. So let's get to it. Have you ever wondered what is the most fun thing to do in Bloomington, Indiana? If you do not know, I have the answer for you because it is time to bring your best dance moves to the Bluebird in Bloomington, Indiana. This rock club does not only host live music, but has karaoke nights as well. Please visit the Bluebird at 216 North Walnut Street, Bloomington, Indiana, 4704. If you have any questions, please contact them at 812-336-398. I repeat, that is 812-336-398. 336-398 or leave them an email at their email address daykubayak1 at gmail.com that is spelled d-k-u-b-i-a-k-1 at gmail.com this is the place to be if you want to have a great time i can promise you that all right folks are back and yes please check them out because if you do you will spread your wings out like a bluebird does now i do have some stories i want to tell because from my experience i have stories about fixated interest here are the stories Doing the best not to snap. I have met a man who were, and all these people were running nameless, but he was what society calls obsessed with Marvel, and he loved Marvel. He loved Thanos. He loved Iron Man. It made just sense to him. I don't know what about it he loved, but I knew for a fact he loved Marvel, and I even encouraged him by suggesting Thanos during a game we played during our camp. Also, motion sickness. The reason why I call it motion sickness is I know a boy who loved Anything that spun around and we suggested taking him to a science museum and I bet you he's gone to that since then. The next small story is a grand slam. I know a man who shall remain nameless but he knows every world series and I knew this because a while back ago I tried to test him and he knew all the right answers. The next one I call is Yowie Wowie. And the reason is there are two boys named Sam Mitchell and one of my friends loving the fiend and while we were at a Halloween party we both had the same idea and dressed up as the fiend. And we both act like the fiend and both said, let me in. And we were the only two who did it, but we knew what we were thinking. The next one is I call the new champ. And it's the same guy who I know and who I have a special place in my heart for who pinned the vice principal and pinned our school's athletic director. And each time he'd do it, they'd be the new 24-7 champs. And he'd take a picture for it to remember and keep a track of who it is. And that, to me, is pretty impressive. I do want to tell everyone, though, that some obsessions I do wonder, but I do not question them at all. However, some can be dangerous. Case in point, look at the fourth video below to watch the possibilities of someone with autism drowning because they are fixated on the water. But I do not question it, and the reason I do not question it is because these fixations can turn into talents. Because if you watch the fifth video below, it will show... The positive side of the water side as they are helping people on the spectrum with water therapy. Before and I do want to hit on the point I was talking about earlier and that was expanding your horizons. I believe there are ways that you can encourage, not force, encourage those 
were on a spectrum to expand their horizons. Some ways are reward them when they do. Give them praise when they try something new. It's hard to try something new. New is sometimes a death word if you think about it. And for me, it was. Because when it came to baby food and I was nervous to try, but eventually I did. I didn't want to try a salad, but I convinced it. And yes, I tried and it was pretty good. I now switch up when I go to restaurants and I'm thankful. And I think my parents are proud of me. They don't say it, but I can tell on their face that they're proud of me when I try to switch it up. Because I did the other day at a certain restaurant and instead of having the cowboy skillet, I tried their omelets and boy they were good and i'm glad i tried it and i'm glad that my hope my parents were proud of me when i switched it and i've done that a lot when i was younger too so i just want to say if it's a challenge for me but i do it maybe a challenge for you but i know you can do it and you can at least try and i know your parents and any everyone around you will be extremely proud of you the second piece of advice i will give to with this circumstance is switch it up in the interest i know i said earlier they might switch it up but what if you try to switch it up and I don't mean when they're younger, because I don't think it's a good idea. But when they're older, yes, I encourage you to one time switch it up their interest and just see how they'll react and maybe not notice it, maybe even try it, because you never know. They may feel like I understand this. I think this is even better. You don't know. So, but try and just encourage, as I said earlier, and switch it up. Maybe tell, don't tell, but see what happens if you do switch, because at the end of the day, they need to learn this. Sometimes you can't do the same thing every day. I mean, I wish you could, but. I think it's better if you have the variety and you're still, even though you're having variety in your interest, I want you to expand your horizons and be more of a variety person than you already are. My final advice, which is kind of funny but true, is watch the sixth and conclusion video below to learn how to create a willing learner about something new. To conclude, I will say that just because we have limited interest does not mean we cannot contribute to society. I am a man who is fixated on pro wrestling and make sure I watch it every weekend. This battle between society and Aspies needs to stop because we both can find a compromise or a treaty where Aspies and society can agree. I know we have not reached the end, but I know that there will be a peaceful ending and a document with society and Aspies signatures. If someone can go to the same job every day, then I can listen to the Renaissance by Skillet every day of my life if I please. Well, folks, I think that's all today. I hope you learned something about fixated interests. I want you right now to go join someone who is on the spectrum and learn about their fixated interests. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming very soon. Hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.